presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome to the Full Court Press, Eric France and Ajay Salves in a very shortened edition as we welcome uh, to the second edition of the uh, first four uh, games that we played today. So we'll have our show shortened by about, well, an hour and a half. So about 30 minutes show here and then we'll uh, get you on to Westwood 1 uh, and the NCAA tournament. Um, and with that... <laughs> First four continues. The first four continues, and the Aggie season's coming to an end. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Again, four three five three three nine zero three two one. A text into our Gil Mortgage text line. Uh, Aggies fall to the Oregon Ducks in uh, in, in win, uh, a game where Aggies hung with them for a half, and then Oregon flexed their muscle in the final twenty minutes of basketball and absolutely dominated the Aggies on both ends of the court. Um. <laughs> You saw the difference between Mountain West Conference talent and Pac-12 talent. And by the way, Wyoming got that same lesson versus Indiana last night as well. They did great for the first, you know, 30 minutes of basketball. And then things went completely sideways on Wyoming as well. Turnovers were horrible. They had 20 turnovers. That's a season high for Wyoming. Maldonado had six of those. That's a career high for him. Uh, it was just it was just one of those days. Our text line's already lighting up. We'd love Maldonado to hear from you guys as well. Maldonado finished with 10 turnovers. 10 turnovers. So, yeah, Ten. his career high. 435-339-0321. text into the show. Ajay, did you get to noodles? If so, how was it? So, I did have noodles, but not at the Bellagio. Uh, we were staying somewhere else. We were staying at South Point with the teams. But I found a noodles place, and I went there, and I loved it. They had this great. Wait, you just went somewhere and just ordered something with noodles. No, and you said, oh, I no, had noodles. No, no, I went Check to the box. noodles. I could tell everybody I had noodles. No, when Eric, I was in Las Vegas, I went to noodles and I had a salad. Why would you go to a place called Noodles and not even get anything with noodles in it? Because I wanted a salad. I just went to In and Out earlier in the day and had a double double, so I was feeling fat and like an oompa loompa. So I was like, I need to, I need to balance this out. So I had a salad with vinaigrette dressing. Oh, it was great, and I had a water. I was proud of myself. Uh, Eric. Very healthy. I was proud of myself. Sounds very healthy. Six five four three. Will USU ever beat the rap of they're a good mid major team, but not quite ready for prime time? Probably not. <laughs> <sighs> Haven't seen it yet. 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, Oregon's head coach is now 12-0 and in first-round postseason games. He has not lost a first-round postseason game, NCAA tournament or NIT. That's wow. impressive, man. He's got a great track record, great <clears throat> postseason success. And look, he motivated that team down two starters, uh, elevated some other guys, and they they came out ready to play, made some real big adjustments. In the second half, they were more aggressive uh, attacking the basket against the Aggies. And really, they got in USU's head. Like They had a couple of key plays early with some blocked shots and just their aggressiveness. And Utah State became tentative in the second half and just never overcame it. 9952, a couple things. Officiating didn't cost us the game, but I think we saw Dave Hall's replacements. Why do the Aggies have two seven-footers that don't play? Got on inside because Bean and Horvath were gassed. Aggies became afraid to shoot. So the uh, two seven-footers that you're talking about would have got eight and alive last night. I mean, they would have got just blasted. There's, they, they, they couldn't have handled what Oregon was throwing at them. But it, it, it again, illustrated the real need this yeah. team oh, has sure does, to yeah. have that low post presence. Yeah. Well, they need a lot of things. They need a guy who can well, go score when you're in a drought. They need a big man who's physical enough to play in the post. They need, yeah. they need Guys a, that can consistently hit shots. Yep, that would be nice, too. I thought Ashworth was great in the first half. Kind of calmed down in the second half. But I thought he still played well. Ryland Jones had a rough night. Brendan Horvath had a rough night. EJ Adelrock had a horrible night. RJ Adelrock, I should say, sorry. It was just a rough night all the way around. We'll get more into it. Nine three one five. Who is the? Let's see. Did RJ and Eric start a brackets group? Why do you get a salad out of famous noodles food? Okay, hold on. First of all, the bracket that was was that you? I haven't created one. Are you sure? You didn't I'm, create a bracket. But I'm positive I have not created one. Because I can see you being one of those guys who creates a bracket for no reason and at just all. Doesn't, doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> just doesn't even invite me. I could see it, Eric. Uh, no, I have not uh, created anything official. I've uh, made some <laughs> printouts for my family. That's the extent. Ajay's been bugging me to get one filled out here. I haven't done it yet. Yeah, why haven't you done it yet, Eric? It's uh, very simple. I need simple. to do it. I know. I need Gal. to do it. Uh, 9315 also texted, what is the biggest reason that we did not win that game last night and how d- does Coach fix it? Look, it's just Pac-12 talent. Like, even with their best two players out, you saw how good they are on the bench. Um, and they had their way about in every way possible. That's just that's Pac-12 talent basketball. Well, yeah, I think there's a talent. There was a talent gap last night, but there were. And I saw this after the game last night. I don't know that I've paid that much attention today, but some people railing on the coach. Yeah, that like, needs to stop. He's not making adjustments. He's such a terrible coach. You know, there were some pretty good sets that were called, and guys were tentative to shoot. Yeah, or when they did shoot. Then they were open. It didn't go in. A coach can't change that. If you run a play and have your guy you know, get to this spot on the court and he does it, but then he's too tentative to shoot, or when he's open and he takes the shot and it doesn't go in, that's not the coach's fault. So, I, I, look, there was a talent gap, and then there was an intimidation situation that happened there where they were – they're a little more gun shy about attacking the rim, taking some shots, and uh, it it showed. So, what does coach need to do to fix the problem? Hit the recruiting trail, and he will. And and they are. By the way, I just want to make something very clear because some people are saying, "Well, he's he's 
he's got to go out and recruit. He's got to at least try to recruit. What do you think the guy's doing? Uh, yeah, he, he had a half of off season to be like, all right, let's go find what we can do. Take what he had and find what he can add into it. Like, let's let's calm down a little bit. I mean, we got we got spoiled with what Blake Anderson did. did with football. That's really not common. It's no. very rare what he was able to do. We got spoiled with that. And we try to apply that same success that he had in football to what's going on with basketball. Because, look, they were both first-year coaches here. But uh, Coach Odom now knows what it takes to to coach in this, in this league. And he now knows the type of players he needs to succeed in this league. So I'm not going to write him off yet. I've always said you've got to give a coach three to five years to really figure out who they are because he's coaching with guys that he didn't recruit. Uh, he's, he takes him some time to figure out what the conference is like. And um, so give, give Coach Odom and that staff a little bit more time. Yeah, I let's, again, just tone it down, relax, take a breath. It's going to be okay. Uh, 9938. Oh, sorry, before I – Go ahead. I just, Go ahead. 9952 said something at the very beginning. Oh, okay. Officiating didn't cost the game, and I agree with that. I just want to leave it at that. Yeah, there were some questionable calls, maybe here and there. But that's it's sure. a basketball. That game. happens at almost every game. Yeah, there were some interesting fouls on Horvath and one specifically on R.J. Adelrock when the guy went totally over his back. That was a ba- but, yeah. But by and large, I thought it was pretty fair. Uh, I thought it was pretty even, and they let the players determine their own fate. Uh, let's see here. We got some texts that came in. 9938, USU got their butts kicked, meaning Oregon was so much more physical and it showed. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I would so agree with that. They and the by aggressors. the way, that's going to be the exact same thing you see from every other team that plays in Mount West Conference School in the NCAA tournament. Memphis is going to be more physical and they are more athletic than Boise State. Michigan is much, much, much more physical than Colorado State. They play in a physical conference. Indiana flexed their muscle in the final 10 minutes of basketball last night physically, and it wore Wyoming down. Luckily for Wyoming, Indiana played like crap last night and it kept them in the game. Otherwise, this thing would have been a 25-point blowout. Uh, And then San Diego State's got to play a decent Creighton team who likes to run and gun and shoot. That that may be the only difference there was flip side. San Diego State's probably going to be the more physical, aggressive team than Creighton will. But you're right. It's a bit of a wake up call, and you know those teams that uh, aren't playing yet. Hopefully, they saw what happened to Wyoming and Utah State. Take a good l- yeah. lesson from that and be a little more prepared for what's to come. I would agree. Five three three. I bet my mother in law's house on the Aggies last night based on AJ's prediction. Thanks, AJ. I, dude, I just didn't see us playing that bad. I'm not going to lie to you. You said it was going to be a double-digit win. I did. It's got the wrong Man, team. I suck at this. I'm just... Okay, so like their best two players are out. I'm like, oh, we're at home. Their best two players are out. We're going to dominate. And it sounded like there was uh, maybe some weird stuff going on in the locker room with why some of those players were out. Yeah, yeah. There's, so there's some turmoil it, in there, by yeah, the way. It looked weird. 9315. It's rough when Splashworth, that was not intimidated, shot really good in the first half, but was still wasn't intimidated in the second half, but didn't shoot that good. Well, I mean, here's the thing is, Horvath, 
Look, Horvath got his first shot blocked of the day. It was a goal 10. That same guy who had that goal 10 did it on purpose. Do you want to know how I know? Because he jogged back down the court, looked at Horvath and said, I'll be here all night. So the goal 10 was like, yeah, I'm going to be here, buddy. And it just, I, I mean, and then I, it just got into his head. I yeah, don't know. Kept Nang was a force. He was great. I thought he was phenomenal last night. Yeah. I really do. Uh, and three, four, nine, eight, text in. How much do you blame Craig Smith? What recruit has he really left? I don't, I don't blame Craig as much as I just say that the Aggies got outplayed this year. I just, I, I mean, there's. Uh, what recruit has he really left? So what recruit of Craig Smith's is still here that can still do some things? Uh, sorry, I just want to make sure I fully understand the question. Uh, look, Sean Barristow, uh, he made a big step this year. Yep, I do. I agree. And I'd love to see where he goes next year. Athletic, big, he's long, uh, he can do multiple things. He's got to develop more of an outside shot. And if he does that, man, what a great weapon. Ashworth's coming back. He's a, a, a nice addition as well. Sholga, he'll be back. You know, I liked that Z Hamoda got minutes. We can debate about how effective he was, but he got significant minutes in a high-profile game against a good team. That's really valuable experience for him. And it's nice that these guys should be coming back. We don't know who's going to transfer or who's going to stick around or not, but I'm going to take the assumption that they'll be back. And those are all nice pieces, Ajay, but None of those guys I just said are foundational guys. Like, they're nice to have on your squad, but they're not a pillar to move your team forward and to be at the top. So that's what they've got to go get in recruiting or the transfer portal. Let's see here. 995-2. My problem with the refs is we're four good contacts and only one was re. Oh, head contact. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. So the That's ba- true. There were so the pass from Barristow that went back court, that second backcourt violation, Barristow got whacked in the face really good. Well, a couple of those uh, uh, blocking attempts, block attempts. Oh, yeah. He was hitting guys in the head multiple yeah. times. I mean, it, I was I was right underneath that basket, right by that and basket. And by the way, <laughs> how do you miss, like, Shulga getting shoved? Like, the ref's just jogging down. No, 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 no. Oh, Shulga just got shoved in the back and hit the ground. Yeah, Let's just was, keep playing. I was like, what the fetch are you doing, I'm glad man? they eventually reviewed it and made the call. Well, the only reason why they reviewed so it is because Odin was halfway on the court being like, my guy's on the ground. Yeah, that Go was bad. Go look at that. That was bad. That was horrible. Yeah. Uh, five, six, three, four. Got to give a big shout-out to Justin Bean. Uh, Justin, for signing my nephew's hat. And for Brock Miller, signing one of his shoes and giving it to him. Aggies will miss them both. It made his day. Well, that's cool. Glad to hear that, 5634. Uh, yeah, I loved how the players at the end of the game still went around, awesome. gave high fives, thanked awesome. everybody. Really, really classy move by Coach Odom, getting Brock in, Brock at, the, in yeah. at the end, designed a play that gave him a shot. And then Coach took around and gave a speech. Yeah. Right, took the mic and addressed the crowd. That was a really, really classy yeah. move. We're going to be all right. The Aggies are going to be okay. Look, they made the NIT hosting an Oregon Ducks team. If you would have told me that to me, Keto is leaving, you're going to have what you have, Raleigh's leaving, and you have a first-year coaching staff here, man, I wouldn't have been this optimistic. And you know what? It's going to be all right. Let's 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 uh, let's give him a year to recruit. All right, we got to take a break. We only got about 11 minutes left of the show, and then we're out, and we'll turn it over to Westwood One for the NCAA's final day of the first four. Don't forget, tomorrow, 
Friday, no shows. Eric and I will pop in and out of the studio, update you on what the Mountain West looks like, give our thoughts on how they're playing, and the rest of our brackets as well. They're probably going to be mushed and mashed by then, but that's okay. That's why we love them. We all experience it together. Absolutely. By the way, who's your guys' final four? What does your final four look like? We'd love to hear from you. It's on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Imagine the other team has an ace in their starting lineup. He's fast, relentless, and his field goal percentage is 73%. What's your team's defensive strategy against a player like that? Well, that player is ransomware, and in 2020, 73% of ransomware attackers succeeded in holding their victims' data hostage. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. It's time to vote for the Best of Northern Utah, presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Best of Northern Utah. This is the contest every business hopes to win. So vote now and let your voice be heard. You can vote once per day, every day through March 30th at thebestofnorthernutah.com. Best of Northern Utah. Reward your favorite businesses in and around Cache Valley. Vote now in the 2022 Best of Northern Utah contest, presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Best of Northern Utah. Cache Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric, I just got a text. Full Court Press, Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Bike Shorts text into me. Okay. He says, we are talking like Oregon was an amazing team. They had a very mediocre record and did not make the tournament. This shows us just how far away Utah State is from being a team that can move anywhere near an NCAA win or be a threat to P5 teams or conference wins. That is so far off. That is so far off. Utah State State beat Oklahoma. Utah State beat a P5 team this year. Just because Oregon beat Utah State last night doesn't tell you that Utah State's that far off. At that, that, that's not even the conversation. It does illustrate that Utah State doesn't have the depth that a Pac-12 team has. This year, they don't have the depth. Last year, they had the depth. I think the year before, they definitely had the depth. Yeah, I, This I, year was different. There, there have been Utah State teams in the last few years that I've, I believe could have handled that Oregon team. But this year's team... Yeah, okay. didn't have and the, that's true. You're right. Fundamentally, they just Absolutely the way the roster right. is built. Absolutely, this Utah right. State team didn't have the horses to hang with these guys. This year they didn't. But to say like, I mean, and, and you're right. You know, and Oregon isn't a, is a really really good basketball team who didn't make the NCAA tournament in a competitive Pac-12. I talked to a couple U players, one of them being Marco Anthony. And I said, hey, is that Oregon team? Is that what you saw? They're like, yeah, they're, they're about as advertised. I mean, there's a recruiting gap. Yes, I would agree with that. But there's not a massive gap between Utah State and Oregon basketball. There's not. 
One five three four. Oh my goodness! Stop with the refs. Huge talent gap. What if Ashworth hadn't come off the bench on fire in the first half? Jones coming to the Mountain West is still a liability. Mm. Jones, yeah. Ashworth came in instant fire. Yeah. Big couple of three point shots, a steal, and instantly got that team rolling. Got the crowd into it. Um, but look, one of the things that that was frustrating and I know it was super frustrating for him more than any of us was that Justin Bean just couldn't get anything Dude, going no offensively. Rhythm. Yep. No rhythm. All of his points at the free throw line, well, pretty much all of his points. And I I mean that's a guy I know he wanted to go out and compete and try hard. He grabbed a lot of rebounds. But my thoughts about is this an NBA guy? I, I think I got my answer last night. I don't think you base it off of last night. I don't think he's an NBA guy. I I think he is. I just don't think you base it off of last night and say, oh, that one game, that one game tells me he's not an NBA guy. One game against big aggressive talent, which you're going to see every night of the NBA. He saw it throughout the season. He saw it against Oklahoma. He saw it against Colorado State. There's aggressive talent. There's big talent there. He saw it in the non-conference schedule. I thought he handled it well. Just one game last night, and we're going to say, that game right there tells me what, if he's an NBA guy or not. not I'm not sad. I'm not selling on that. But he couldn't find a way to get points. He had looks. There was a couple times he had looks. He just couldn't make a shot. So, I mean, and there's NBA players who, ha- who have had nights like that. NBA players who are star players who have had nights just like Justin Bean had. I don't disagree with that. But, I mean, when you're on a big stage, opportunity to impress and to build your resume, it just it wasn't there for him. I, f- I, feel, I feel bad for him. I'm not trying to bag on him. I just I feel bad for him. I can guarantee you he will not be the only NBA potential guy in the NCAA tournament who's going to go one for nine or one for ten and, I mean, again, be what an NBA caliber dude. He was two for 12. But, yeah, he, he grabbed 16 boards couple assists the guy was active he was trying to make things happen it just he he struggled offensively that was i feel bad for him me too because i know he really wanted it he wanted to get going 9310 is is people's expectation really to regularly beat p5 schools and advance on the tourney if our down year quote unquote is hosting an nit game i don't know what people expect i agree you know, bike shorts who texted in. Maybe his expectations of Utah State basketball are way too. I mean, I mean, is he expecting a national championship appearance? Is he expecting an NIT championship? No. I, I maybe he is, but in my opinion, hosting an NIT game in our quote unquote down year, I'll take that, man. Against a Pac-12 quality basketball team with a coach who's never lost a first round game in the postseason. Yeah, Utah State basketball qualified for the NCAA tournament three straight years. Yep. And then this year they didn't make it to the NCAA, but made it to the NIT in what, yes, what we would all widely regard as a down year for USU. Which is crazy because, Eric, there's a... That's not bad. There was three straight years where we didn't make anything. We were playing the CBI. Forking our own money out there just to go play postseason. I mean... But that, that postseason win outside of the CBI or CIT, whatever it was, has been really elusive. Yeah. And that's that, that's why I think oh, there's a lot of Aggie fans just frustrated, like, oh, my gosh, we just 
can't get that win. 9952 USU is not that far off. They were outsized last night. I've been critical of the Aggies, but a couple of uh, players filled the gap. Or fills the gap, excuse me. Bean played too many minutes towards the end of the season. He looked and played tired. He, he did, did look gassed. Yeah, he, he, was, uh, he had a lot of mileage on him. A ton of mileage on him. A couple times he hit the deck and you can tell he just was He's like, oh, man, I got to get up again. Slow to get back yeah. up. 39 but, minutes last night. Yeah, and again, that goes to the roster. Like, Oregon was able to swap guys out, like, a lot. They had a much deeper rotation, guys that played more significant minutes, and they were swapping them in and out, trying to keep guys fresh. And Utah right. State just didn't have that. All right, coming up next here in about 60 seconds, we're going to have the f- second session of the first four. Coming up here on 106.9 The Fan, courtesy of Westwood One. First game will be at 440 on True TV. That will be Brighton and Wright State in the 16 playing game. And then at 710 Mountain Time on True TV as well, Notre Dame, a team that was controversial, selected into the NCAA tournament ahead of Texas A&M, will make their appearance in as they play Rutgers in the 11 seed playing game. Notre Dame 22-10 and 10 on the season. Rutgers were 18-13. and 13. Hey, we want to appreciate, uh, give a shout-out to our friends at Napa Auto Parts. Appreciate them sponsoring the show. And Mountain West Motor. Appreciate them for all they do for us. Yep. Go check them out at mwmotor.com. And we'll go to locally owned Preston and Providence Napa Auto Parts store. Get yourself taken care of the right way. All right, uh, for Eric France and Amaje Salveson, again, no shows tomorrow. We'll be in and out of studio, popping in and out, giving our feedback, analysis, and what we've seen so far in the NCAA tournament, upsets, buzzer beaters, and we'll tell you what our brackets look like as well. Uh, that'll be the case for uh, next week as well. You won't hear for a lot from us. but uh, We'll have shortened shows. We'll be yep. there in the 4 o'clock hour, but uh, we'll have NCAA tournament games starting at 5. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. First four coming up next here on 106.9 The Fan.